AOM is happening April 3rd and 4th. That's the annual orthopedic meeting from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapists. This is our big conference this year, focusing on head, spine, and shoulder disorders, integration over isolation. Check out more information at orthopt.org. This conference is for PTs, residents, fellows, PhD students, and yeah, DPT students who want to get a little ahead of the curve from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapists. Meeting will feature a great general session followed by breakout sessions each day, April 3rd and 4th. Interactive sessions, you're going to be hands-on, along with panel discussions to get some Q&A to end each day. Attendees will have opportunity to attend all breakout sessions this year at the annual orthopedic meeting, April 3 and 4, Mall of America in Minneapolis, St. Paul, from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapists. Find out more information at orthopt.org. We have all of these strengths within us, but we just pull from some more than we pull from others. So if you take the assessment and you get your top five, they would say that those are the five things that you use that make you successful, make you energized at work. They also don't want you to say that the ones that aren't in your top five are your weaknesses because they really focus on their all strengths, just how much do you pull one versus the other. Fellow Marymount St. Megan Moran comes on the show today. She's a professor at Marymount University, also works in clinical practice, also helps out in labs, also gives presentations at uh, major you know conferences within the APTA. You, you starting to pick up what I'm putting down? Yeah, she's like kind of like me, where she likes to dip her toe in a lot of different areas. Isn't that fun when you do that? Yeah, people like us, like you and me who do that, it, it is fun. It is exciting. Uh, variety, such a spice. So we get into something that Megan did at the Education and Leadership Conference. That's a big conference really focused around PT education and clinical education. And she, she presented on this thing that she did with her students kind of focusing on their strengths. It's really, it's an, it's an outcome measure uh, for PT terms, but it's focused on personality and how she used that to group her students and what she found out when she did that and how you might be able to use it too. It's pretty cool. Take a listen to that episode and you'll learn what Megan learned and what she presented at ELC. This episode's brought to you by Owens Recovery Science. They're a single source for PTs looking to add personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training into your clinical skill set. And do it properly and safely. That's the most important part. They have not only the certification and the classes going on worldwide, they've got the equipment you need to apply it. So find out anything you need to know about BFR, the research, the knowledge, how to get signed up and registered and certified, and the equipment you need to apply it. All in one spot. It is OwensRecoveryScience.com. The best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. Welcome aboard. This is the PT Pinecast. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We always like to start the show by saying thank you uh, for listening. Telling a friend via social media or in person, both of those things are really valuable. The show is free and will always be that way. But if you do want to pay it forward, uh, just telling someone what you learned about or what was valuable and sharing that content, that's the best way to say thanks. You want to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, wherever you listen to the show, that's nice too. And not just for the egotistical reason of you guys leaving a positive review, by all, by all means, leave a truthful review, but it lets us know why you're listening to the show, what you've found valuable. Like th- those sort of things can help us bring you more of that thing. So by leaving a review and telling us what you think and what you liked, you're really helping yourself. See what I did there? I just Jedi mind tricked you into leaving a review on iTunes. So do that for us. And uh, thank you for listening. Today, we're going to talk to a, um, well, a, fe- a fellow Marymount saint. That's where I went to PT school. Uh, she gave a presentation at ELC, that's Education and Leadership Conference. 
and uh, it, it captivated me because it's something very, very different. And if you know anything about me, you know I like different. Megan Moran is on the show. Megan, welcome to the program. Hi, Jamie. Thanks. Fellow Marymount Saint, you get to be a professor there, but you're a physical therapist also at MedStar Sports Medicine. You got a pretty good gig, right? Yeah, I'm very lucky. Great gig. So assistant professor at Marymount University and then still working some in my summers um, for MedStar. And I actually get to mentor their resident too in the yeah. sports residency program. That's cool. So really so you, fun. You're like me. You got a little toe dipped into a couple different things. And that for me and so, someone like you, that's the, the variety the spice of life thing. That keeps us going. Absolutely. Helps prevent the burnout. And yeah, it's yeah. been really fun and challenging. I like yeah. to be challenged. What, uh, what classes do you get to teach at Marymount? So I teach our modalities course and PT as a manager, as well as helping with the orthopedics curriculum, primarily with uh, foot and ankle. And um, then I do, you know, because I like to do a lot of different things. Um, I get to help in some other labs and case study or case reports. So a yeah. little bit all over the place. You're just proving my point. The variety of the spice of life thing that just continues pretty much anywhere, anywhere you go. All right. So I was lucky enough to take a trip out to the ELC, the Education and Leadership Conference. And I bet you there's a lot of people out there who don't know about this conference. So I'll I'll give a brief background and you correct me if I'm wrong on what this is. So ELC bringing together a lot of different people from physical therapy education. Uh, you know, whether it be professors, uh, DCEs, a lot of people in and around the world that decides curriculum in physical therapy programs across the country. And this is kind of their Super Bowl, you know, for lack of a better term. And they get together and, and talked about it. And the last one was just in, uh, in Washington State. Did I sum that up right? Is that what really ELC is? It is. And also for clinical instructors. So, um, you know, if someone's a full-time clinician, but they're taking students into the clinic. There's a lot of great programming there for them as well. Perfect. So that's not a world that I'm in, which also intrigued me. So I got a chance to actually, you know, go to some of the programming, do some interviews, and we shared some of those. But one of the programs that I got to sit in on was uh, was yours. So tell everybody, like, kind of what the title was and what the big idea behind it was. Sure. So the title of our program was Design a Better Group Experience for DPT students using StrengthsFinder. And uh, the premise behind it was, how could we use this tool of StrengthsFinder to make group work more effective um, in our program at Marymount University? Good. Now, let's go big, because people probably just heard that word, like, what's what's StrengthsFinders? And that's what I knew it as. I guess they changed the name. It's now called Clifton Strengths, which is the organization that was kind of behind creating it. So, you know, give the 30-second give the spiel on what Clifton Strengths, also known as StrengthsFinders, uh, what it is. Yes. Yeah, so it's an assessment tool um, that it's used across many different industries, business schools, medical schools, pharmacy schools, and those industries as well, not just uh, for the education purposes. Um, but it's an assessment tool where someone will find out what their top talents are, what their top strengths are. And these are the strengths that we use in our day-to-day life, whether it's our personal lives, or our professional lives and things that really motivate us and help us to succeed. That's cool. That's a good, that's a good description. Now, when, when you're saying strengths, let's get like more specific because this is this is more refined. This is more focused than saying, well, Jimmy likes to talk a lot, so he's an extrovert. So that's his strength because, well, there's probably a lot of things that go into making an extrovert. And that's really where I think uh, strengths finders starts to kind of narrow down on the, the real specifics of someone's personality and their personality strengths. Yes, absolutely. So they consider there's 34 of these 
talents or strengths. And they also call them themes. And they fall within four different domains. And so one of the domains, for example, Jimmy, is relationship building. So that's people that like to form that connection, pull people together. Mm-hmm. And within that domain, there are several, several talents that fall within that domain. Um, and we're finding that that's an area where PT students have a lot of their strengths, <laughs> which makes sense for yeah. what we do throughout our day. Yeah. So you talk about those domains. You mentioned relationship building. The other three would be influencing executing and strategic thinking. So this is like, you know, like you exactly. mentioned, like business schools and industries taking taking these um, these this assessment tool. This is an outcome measure. This is an outcome measure for personality, for, for better or worse, right? Yes, and they, they want to look at it mostly for better because what they think at Clifton is that we have all of these strengths within us, but we just pull from some more than we pull from others. Mm-hmm. So if you take the assessment and you get your top five, they would say that those are the five things that you use that make you successful, make you energized at work. They also don't want you to say that the ones that aren't in your top five are your weaknesses uh, because they really focus on they're all strengths. Mm-hmm. Just how much do you pull one versus the other? All right. So I think we've given Does a pretty – yeah, that, that's, that makes complete sense. I think we've given a pretty good overview in terms of what Clifton Strengths is designed to do in terms of an assessment tool. I took this before. We'll, we'll get into my results later on in the show. I kind of want I'm, – I'm kind of interested in your insight into what my results uh, have to say. But you took this a step further, not only taking it yourself. You brought this in to education, and you gave it to some of your students. Talk about that. Yes. So we're lucky. We have a strengths coach here at Marymount University. So she really was the one that introduced it to us. Um, She is within the business school. So um, this is something that she works on a lot. But we decided to use it in our PT manager class, where our students work in a group project for the entire semester. And some of the things that we were seeing at Marymount that made us want to use it was some ineffective group work, even though we are a problem-based learning school, some high student anxiety, and just some lack of student cohesion within one of the cohorts. So we brought this into the class, asked the students to take the assessment, and then we actually used it to place them into groups specifically for this project. Wow. So really putting putting the use, the strengths of strengths finders in, because I can imagine, especially as, as an educator, you're sitting there with a roster full of students and you probably knew some of them kinda, but maybe you didn't maybe you didn't have a lot of interactions with many of them. And even those interactions are probably just in the hallway or, or in a class or in a lab. How are you gonna group those people together that you're gonna they're gonna get the most of each other and they're gonna feel like their strengths are being utilized? And in the past, it was just kind of random. And this at least is allowing you to somehow break that down and try to piece the best teams together. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, certainly self-selecting groups works well for some things. Right. Uh, we do some random group assignments for the problem-based learning. You know, one of the critiques that people would say to me is, well, if you're placing people in these perfect groups for this class, is that really real-world experience? Which, no, because we never know who we're going to work with and right. what talent our coworkers, but it was an opportunity for us to highlight certain talents and pull out talents that they were lacking on their teammates. I feel like at some point during this episode, we're going to use the R word, which is what I hated in PT school. But since I've graduated, I actually like it and do it, which is reflection. I'm sure there's a lot of self-reflection going on there. Absolutely. 
And that's something that I'm focusing on more this semester because I'm using the same design again. I think that's something I didn't do great the first time I used it was to have the students really reflect on where their strengths are, what where they kind of were lacking a little bit more and how they could leverage their the rest of their cohort to have that strength and to make them successful. So this year we're gonna we're gonna do a lot more reflection. You know, when I graduated from Marymount, I loved I'm used being sarcastic. I loved reflection so much. I wanted to buy the school a mirror and say, now you can reflect upon yourself. Um, but the funny part is now that I'm graduated and doing some different things in, in the profession, I actually find myself reflecting a lot and I think it's really helpful. So damn it, they were right. <laughs> We're glad we taught you something. There you go. All right. So, so what did you do? How did you actually put this into play? Kind of walk th- people through how this assessment tool works, how you then kind of sorted people out in terms of groups and what you found. Sure. So we actually started as the students entered the program during their orientation, we asked them to take the, assess- the online assessment. And it's a 30-minute quiz that you only have so many seconds to answer each question. So you have to be focused and ready to go. And so they did that. And then when they got to my class, I had them fill out this paper that asked them, okay, what are your top five strengths from the Strength Finder tool? And then I asked them some other questions like, are, do you feel really strong in writing a paper or designing a PowerPoint or doing a group presentation? Because all of that is part of what was involved in the project. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted the groups to be a nice mix to make it easy for the students uh, this first go-round. So when I looked at all of their strengths, I wanted to have students that had relationship building as strengths, so maybe harmony or empathy, so that they could kind of bring their group together and make sure that everyone worked as a team. There was no outsider within the group. I also wanted to have individuals make sure the work got done. So strengths such as responsibility or achiever uh, were really important to have within each group. And then we looked at some other areas of strengths, such as people that would really get excited about taking the project idea and making it the best it could be. So we involved some of those strengths within each group as well. So to date myself, to completely date myself, you were looking to create the A-team, right? You were looking for B.A. and Hannibal and Faceman and and Howlin' Mad Murdoch. And some people are listening and they have no idea who I'm talking about. But you were looking to create a a well-rounded team. But you were were trying to make sure that that you had an expert kind of in each of these domains to make sure at least part of these domains were represented in each group. Exactly. But not all of them, actually. So for this project in particular, we didn't worry about having anyone from strategic thinking, okay, uh, which is one of the domains. And the thought process behind that was just based on what the project was, which was designing a business plan. Now, some people would say, well, you should be strategic with that. And yes, if you're going to actually carry it out, um, that would be important. But for this project, working with our strengths coach, she really made the recommendations of what strengths we should focus on to get out of it what we were hoping to. So when she does it in the business school, she wants she uses competitive teams. So she wants someone that's very competitive on each team and individuals that are really strategic thinkers. A little different way of doing it, depending on what kind of project you're working on. Yeah, and, and we'll circle back now. You have someone who not only you know believes in this method, but had some advanced training in terms of now how to apply these strengths to things like a business school or things like a PT school program. So, someone at Marymount University who's kind of got a little bit of like advanced knowledge in 
how to piece these things together or what they actually mean a little more. Exactly. Yes. Dr. Linda Christie um, in our business school uh, took the, the extensive training. I want to say it's a week long Wow! and has a lot of different resources that we can use. And I know there are a lot of strength coaches out there at different universities. So if someone's listening um, and they want to learn more about it, they might reach out to their university and see who might be involved. Yeah, something good to have in your back pocket in terms of, wow, this could be pretty cool. So, all right, so we went through what you did. Is there anything else the audience would need to know in terms of kind of how you went about formulating their team or did you pretty much sum it up right there? I pretty much summed it up there. I think it's important for individuals, though, to recognize that the importance of telling your teams what the strategy was behind it and then making sure they recognize the different strengths that are on their team. So, so, so um, these weren't hidden, those. right? They weren't playing poker with their, with their nope. themes. Everybody kind of had them on the table and they were kind of wearing them like a badge of honor. Like these are my five strengths. These are my themes. Exactly. And actually we did make them wear name tags that have their five strengths on Brilliant. them. And then we go through some different activities that look at what the positives are of each of these strengths, but also Jimmy, individuals can be seen negatively based on their strengths. So I can give you an example. Yeah. Um, so for myself, I'm one of my strengths is achiever. And so that means that I like to have a to-do list and I like to cross things off my list so I can kind of see what I've achieved. Sure. And that can be great because I can be very organized and get a lot done. However, you might look at me and say, oh, she puts too much on her plate. So mm-hmm. that could be viewed negatively by some people outside of my network. So we, we talked about those within our groups because it brings to light maybe why you view someone not always in a positive light. You right. might be recognizing a strength that they're overusing and not managing it. Yeah, no, I've run into this in, in my personal career, uh, you know, working with Fox Rehabilitation uh, in, in the communications department. I, I come out and fully say when I go into a meeting, because typically I'm the only person who's kind of like me. And I say, listen, I am a bull in a china shop when we have, an, we have a problem we need to solve. But just recognize that my bull in a china shop mentality is to throw as many ideas out as possible to see what strikes and then we'll focus on one. But some people might look at that like me and like he's all disorganized. He's all over the place. He goes 100 miles an hour. So I put that out there to let people know like, hey, I recognize this about me, but trust me in the end, it'll work. Exactly. All right. So when you put your teams together, you structure them the right way, you use their strengths, their themes, organize your A teams and put them into class and just review what the assignment is for PT as a manager for some people who might not know. Sure. So we do a business project with our students each year. They get to pick what type of PT or health business they want to start. And they're having to do things like looking at the organizational chart, um, doing some budgeting for a year, um, looking at how many employees they want, uh, what are their, what's their mission statement, what are their long-term goals, putting resumes together. So it's not a full business plan, but it has some bits and pieces that can really help students understand why managers ask them to do things once okay. they're in the world, working like world. It. I like it. Good insight. So PT as a manager, that's the class that you were teaching and putting these students through. And what happened? What'd you find? Well, I, I found some really great things, and then I found some areas I made some mistakes. <laughs> so I, I found that the students that really thought about their strengths and the strengths of those on their team, they had some really good insights. They thought they all worked really well together. And then they were able to utilize those strengths when they went out into their clinical. And we talked a little bit about that. 
the areas that I could improve in with it was not making the strengths as a parent to every group. So I think some of our students recognized I was using those strengths and they on their own used those and their team strengths. But I didn't kind of throw it in their face a lot that, remember, you have these strengths. I want you to be thinking about them and using them. Um, so some teams in the reflection pieces were talking about they didn't use their strengths at all and they didn't know what their team strengths were. So that's how I'm changing it to make it better this year by kind of what we already talked about and talking about what is positive about your strengths, how could someone view it negatively. So all the teams did well on the project. They all had good grades. But I think from recognizing how to use strengths, there were some areas I need to improve in. That's good. That's good reflection, Megan. Well done. Right? I know. (laughs) Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. New Step created the first product of its kind 25 years ago. That was the New Step Recumbent Cross Trainer. Now it's a mainstay in rehab with physical therapists worldwide. New Step now continues its tradition of innovation with the New Step Transit, another innovation in recumbent cross trainers for physical therapists, delivering real-time biofeedback with this piece of equipment letting you use it in meaningful ways for awareness of physical performance, uh, goals, identifying and correcting deficits or imbalances. Take a test drive or find out more at newstep.com. That's N-U-Step.com. Online at newstep.com. And we're back. Let's get back to the show. Megan Moran from Marymount University with us talking about the uh, the project that you actually got to present with Sky Donovan, who's uh, no stranger to this show, at Education and Leadership Conference just a few months back. You know, what were some of the, what was some of the feedback? Because that's got to be pretty, I don't, I don't know. I would be intimidated. Someone like yourself, you know, in, in, in academics now standing in front of a room full of people who might've been doing it for 10, 20, 30 years. What was it like presenting to, uh, to your colleagues in that? That's a pretty big stage. It was a big stage and I was really excited, but to have Sky beside me certainly helped as well. She locks it down. Uh, she, she does, uh, but it was motivating and the group was really engaged. So that was helpful because I didn't have blank stares looking back yeah. at me and I, and I, you were there. So I made it interactive too um, because no one wants to sit and listen to anyone talk for, right. I don't know, 45 minutes or whatever. So there was a lot of good feedback. I've actually received some emails, some individuals trying it in their curriculum now and, you know, asking me some for some pointers. So overall, I think it was very positive. Yeah. Any, any of those jump to mind? Any, any good questions or, or things that made you think? Because I'm sure there were some people who said, hey, I've never heard of this idea, but what if, or did you do this, or how about next time? Anything those things resonate with you? I guess one of the most recent ones that I've had is what if I don't have enough of this type of strength in right. my class to have each group have one? And when that happens, as it does, we just kind of ignore it and one group doesn't have that strength whether it's you know the maximizer the developer because again it's making it realistic in some way you know every PT team you work on or maybe every healthcare team you work on you're not going to have this beautiful mix of strength so it's just recognizing what you have and then using that to the best of your advantage. And that's probably the, the, the mix or the makeup of a, of a good team is recognizing where your strengths are and learning how to maximize those. You, you did you did mention that earlier in this episode, which is if it's not in your top five, it's not saying it's a weakness, but we'd like you to focus on these strengths. These are probably the things that you're drawn to, right? The, I mean, you, you mentioned that one of the, 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 
the areas, the domains was relationship building and not shocking. PT students tend to have a lot of the characteristics of relationship building. So you know you're drawn to that. These are the things that make you get excited and want to jump out of bed. So play to those strengths. Exactly. And maybe, Jimmy, for your listeners, something that might help them understand maybe what one of their strengths is, is if they think back to like last week, whether it's at school or work, Think about something that made you feel strong or exhilarated and what that activity was. And that might help you to understand what one of your strengths is. So whether it's being organized or um, making new connections at a networking event, something like that. Yeah, play to that. I like that. That's that's smart. All right. So now this is completely, completely personal to me is I want you to take a look at inside my brain. I'm going to give you my my. my five themes. You tell me if it makes sense. I feel like I'm having my palm read by Megan Moran here on the show. So mine fell into one, two, three domains. I had, I had two strategic thinking, which blew my mind. They were actually my first two strengths. I also had two influencing and one relationship building. So we'll go, we'll go in reverse order, right? Five to number one, one being my strongest. Is that how it works? Yes. Okay. Number five in the relationship building domain, I had individualization. What's that mean? So individualization is, and I'm going to read this directly from the Gallup folks, um, people exceptionally talented in individualization theme are intrigued with the unique qualities of each person. They have a gift for figuring out how different people can work together productively. I mean, I guess I can see this. I mean, a lot of these are like, uh, also they make you feel good, right? Because the first sentence is like, people exceptionally talented. All of a sudden you're like, yeah, that's me. It's like when I'm reading my horoscope, it's like a Scorpio is very, it's like, absolutely, I want to identify with that. I guess I can see this because a lot of my work is project-based and typically I'm working with people from a bunch of different areas and domains and skill sets. And I do find it fun when we can make everybody fire on full cylinders. I, I do like that. Yes. Now, what do you think could be like something that someone would see as negative about that? Oh, man. A flip, idea? a flip side. I'm intrigued with the unique qualities of each person. They have a gift for figuring out how different people work together. I don't know. What could be the opposite of that? What's bad? Well, and it's bad, but you people could perceive it or if you overuse that talent more than your others, um, that people might think that you're sacrificing what the group needs for your own gain. Oh, I can see that. All right. Yeah. So I'm starting to see the, the opposite <laughs> or, or how it could per- be perceived in a different way. So make sure that you exactly. realize it could be looked at differently and to make sure you use that, that, that strength. Well, uh, number four came from influencing the number four, and number three, both came from the, the influencing domain Four was communication. Okay. My mom and dad are excited because it paid a lot of money for a degree in mass communication. So I'm glad it landed on there. That's, that's good, yes. Um, so for the communication theme, and maybe here too, Jimmy, we should tell people that these strengths, some of the words are weird in right. terms of you wouldn't go into an interview and say, oh, well, I have the strength of belief or right. I have the strength of command. So if someone is using this, they should learn how to describe these without necessarily using the words that the Gallup okay. team gives you. But anyways, for communication... So you're good at conversation and presenting, which definitely you are, right? You give a podcast, feedback to others, you present. Yeah. And exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that falls right into your wheelhouse. I like it. Number three, this is a word that I, I love and I've used before, but a lot of people don't know it. Woo. Oh, yes. You're a woo. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, yeah, people will be like, what does that mean? So you get satisfaction from breaking the ice 
and making a connection with someone. Yeah. I, I actually just learned recently that woo stands for winning others over. I was like, that's what yeah. woo stands for? And then it makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I am the person that has, has no problem whatsoever at a party or an event. Uh, I'm completely kind of in my element. That's fine for me. So yeah, this falling on my list was not a shock. Now the next two, my number one and number two strengths come from the strategic thinking domain, which completely puzzles me because I do not think of myself as being strategic, but I can see dots. Or I like to say I can see dots. I just, I'm not, I don't think I'm the most organized. So number two is ideation. What's that one mean? Ideation. So ideation means you're able to find connections between seemingly uh, disparate phenomena. I can see that. Like randomly being a radio DJ who becomes a physical therapist and then he becomes a physical therapist radio DJ. Those are, that's got to be ideation right there. Yes. Yeah. You're fascinated by ideas. I am. All right. And the number one strength I had, it couldn't be communication because that's number four on my list. Number one for me also forms a false and strategic thinking domain, futuristic. Oh, nice. So futuristic individuals with that strength, they energize others with visions of the future. Yeah, I guess I could see that too. I'm always saying what if or how about we or you know what we should do because I like how it says they energize others with their visions of the future. For me, when I look at something strategic, I look at someone sitting there with a planner alone and that freaks me out. But futuristic highlights being energized they energize others with their visions of the future. For me, it doesn't get fun until other people can see what I see and get excited about it. Absolutely. And there was a great example of this with one of my students when I was speaking with him after the group work. Mm -hmm. And he talked about using the futuristic talent with his patients and individuals that are really struggling to see what what their best can be or how they can maximize their function. So I think that's a really important one for a physical therapist. Love that. Well done. I, I can see uh, I can see that you learned a lot from you know using this just once in terms of a go around in school. Any advice or uh, or anything in terms of approach if someone out there is in PT education and says I'm gonna I, I like this I, I, I'm I'm gonna in, implement this into uh, to class into into our curriculum. Anything that you would want to give in terms of one pitfall to avoid? You've mentioned some others, but anything else? Actually, yes, I do have some. Okay. Maybe more than one. <laughs> Maybe more on than me. you asked for. Lay it on me. However, um, so I think making sure that we're not stereotyping someone yeah. uh, based on one of their strengths is really important because, again, these should all be positive things that we're seeing, but that doesn't, not all that one person is about. Right. So, you know, you being a woo, that's that's not all that you're about. You have a lot of great talents that we're used, that you're leveraging. So don't focus on... Uh, just one thing or kind of call someone by that. Mm -hmm. So I think another pitfall to be careful of is that we shouldn't try to develop our weaknesses. We should try to focus on what we are good at, what our strengths are, and use those to the best of our advantage rather than focusing on areas where we aren't as strong. Yeah, I think that was the school of thought 10, 20, 30 years ago is, you know, be the most rounded person um, or well-rounded person. But, you know, some of those videos, which are free on YouTube, if you look up Strengths Finders on YouTube, they frame it really, really well in terms of, uh, I mean, the the one example that that comes to my mind is, you know, if if you're going to have someone to perform brain surgery on you, you would like them to be really, really good at brain surgery. And if they're like, eh, not so good at the foot, uh, you're kind of okay with that, right? But if they spent time away from the brain and working to become well-rounded on the foot, that could be a detriment. Yeah, that's actually a really great example. Yeah. 
I love that. Megan, okay to give out the email address because I can see some more people wanting to follow up with you. Uh, It looks like it's uh, mmoran, that's M-M-O-R-A-N at marymount.edu, fellow Marymount saint. Megan, are you ready for three questions we do on the show? Sure. Let's do it. On the hot seat with three questions on the PT Pinecast. Going right after it. I like it. Uh, Three questions brought to you by our friends at Arias Medical Staffing. You're free to move about the country as a physical therapist, not only in uh, all 50 states in Washington, D.C., but all settings as well, inpatient, outpatient, orthopedic, neuro, geriatrics, pediatrics. You're getting the idea. I'm running out of air. (laughs) They've got positions all over the place. So find out where your PT license can take you. Uh, with the leaders in travel PT, A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. That's A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. Question number one is a where question, Megan. Where in the 50 U.S. states would you want to go if you could just pick up and just go? Hawaii, Hawaii. No question about it. That's a beautiful place in the, in the U.S. Yep. Yeah, that's smart. And a lot of people will say like, oh, I'd love to go to Hawaii, but there's probably no positions there. We see positions come across from RES on social media all the time in Hawaii, Alaska, Colorado, like whatever thing excites you. If there's people there like I don't think there's a lot a big need for PTs in like Antarctica but if there are people there there's a need for PT so why not you so uh, find them online at aureusmedical.com second question is a what question something you've watched listened to or read something that really inspired you oh it's I heard from actually a high school biology teacher so way back when um, he said do everything in your power to make yourself successful so whenever I want to slack off or be lazy, I hear Dr. Fabian in my mind telling me to do whatever I need to do to be successful. So yeah. definitely motivating for I me. Love those. I love those kind of words that, that resonate. And especially when it comes from like someone from a long time ago, it has that sense of nostalgia, but it still motivates you, which means it left an impression. Exactly. Yeah. Last question is a who question. Who someone the audience should know more about? So I could go on forever with this question, as many of us could, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think one person, if I had to choose just one, would be actually so another educator in my life, uh, Dr. Greg Marchetti, who was a professor of mine at Duquesne University. I have to give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's always challenged me. Um, so in PT school, he challenged me. I went to my first CSM to do a poster presentation, thanks to him. He assisted me in getting my first teaching job. So uh, kudos to him. And I know he does a lot of research as well. So I think that's someone that people should know more about. That's awesome. That's well. All right, you're off the hot seat. That's three questions from Arius Medical Staffing. Oh, Again, tra- you're free to travel the country <laughs> as a PT. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com is where you can find them online. And uh, the last thing we do on the show, Megan, you prepare yourself. You got to wrap it up. It's the parting shot. This is the parting shot. The parting shot is brought to you by Rock Tape. Rock Tape is more than just a tape company. They're a movement company, bringing you not only the world's finest kinesiology tape, but movement courses to help help you get your patients moving stronger, longer. Make sure to check out your medical provider pricing right now at rocktape.com slash medical. That's rocktape.com slash medical to get your hands on rock tape, rock blades, rock pods, and rock floss. Again, rocktape.com slash medical. That is rocktape.com slash medical. Hey, wrap things up in a parting shot. What would you want the audience uh, to, to remember as your, la- your, your words of wisdom, your motivational statement? So I think my parting shot would be find what your talents are, find the things that motivate you and make you excited to go to work every day and change the lives of your patients and focus on that. You're never going to miss if you do that, right? I mean, it's going to be fun for you and people are going to get the most out of you and everyone's going to, everyone wins when you do that. Exactly. I love it. Change the world. Change the world. (laughs) 
Let's do that. Uh, Megan, appreciate you taking some time out to share us the little insight of this presentation you did at ELC. And maybe we'll have you back on in a year to see, you know, where you've improved after much reflection, Megan, and where this thing is is gonna go. (laughs) Yeah, I look forward to a follow-up conversation. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. If you're looking for education past your physical therapy degree, look no further than Brooks IHL. That's Brooks Rehabilitation Institute of Higher Learning. You can find out more at brooksihl.org. Continuing education along with residencies and fellowships. Residencies in orthopedics, geriatrics, women's health, neurologic PT, pediatrics, sports, and a fellowship opportunity as well. So look into it if you're looking to expand and your knowledge base, brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet, ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com.